advice though about podcasting so bear with us <laughs> well i've heard your podcast so i respectfully disagree <laughs> well we know what goes on behind the scenes we're getting better yeah yeah let's, let's just it. go yeah, yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. So can you introduce yourself for me? Just give our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, do you want to go first? No, you go. Yeah. I'm James. I'm, I'm 28. Uh, co-founder, co-runner, yeah. podcaster of Make It Mastermind Podcast. Uh, and I work full-time in sales when I'm not doing this. And Yeah, I'm Julian. I'm the other half of the co-owner of Make It Mastermind Podcast. I work in sales um, as my full-time job. I'm also running the podcast. And one thing that I love about my, well, I like to do is keeping fit, playing basketball, going to the gym, hanging out with friends, hanging out with my girlfriend, socializing, um, learning new stuff. So that's what I'm kind of about. So what made you guys want to start your podcast? Go on, I'll answer that one. Yeah. So uh-huh. the idea of the Make It Mastermind podcast actually came from this book. So it's Napoleon Hill, um, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Basically in the book, Napoleon Hill talks about creating a mastermind group. So what a mastermind group is, getting people that think alike in a circle to try achieve um, a common goal in between all of us. So we thought, hey, this sounds like quite a good idea. Um, wouldn't it be nice if we had a, a podcast or a channel where we could sort of teach our younger selves about financial situations, about getting eating healthier the gym growth basically anything to better yourself so that's where the idea of the podcast came from i don't know if you want to add anything to that james no it's right and part of it was a bit kind of a bit of skepticism is that how do you grow a mastermind if you come from backgrounds that me and julian come from julian came over here from mauritius i grew up in not a pleasant part of bradford at the time and we're thinking well you can't just go up to people and ask them, oh, you're really successful. Tell me everything you did right now. And just like, how, like, how do you cultivate those and relationships learn those and learn? So it was like, all right, maybe we can leverage a podcast to get people in here that we want to talk to. And then that's going to show people that, oh, it is possible if you think outside the box or do something different. So that's where it kind of came from. Mm. And I guess it helps that you're both in sales because you've got the gift of the gab. Yeah, it, yes helps, no, it helps on the, on the podcast that are sometimes a bit slow. Mm filler to get people talking because sometimes like when you go to sales meetings and people don't want to talk to you at all yeah it's easy like sometimes people are nervous and you know to get them going and make them feel comfortable i guess it helps yeah we've had that a few times but with myself i'd not say i'm a little bit of a more of an introvert than an extrovert funnily enough like i do enjoy spending time by myself and being i love being by my own however i do need that that extrovert side of things and i do like being out and doing things as well so I'd say yeah and no with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you kind of like bounce off each other quite well then? Yeah, definitely. I'd say a lot of the times, even when we're podcasting with people, James will be asking a question and another question around the same topic will pop to my head and I'll ask the, uh, whoever we're interviewing and we say, oh, yeah, we do really play nice. Yeah, it works. Expected. It works really well because I noticed we, I watched the podcast back and you always sit there and like, you always look like you're really listening to people. And I've got like not a I've got a habit of trying to ask someone a question, but I kind of work it out as I'm talking and I'm like thinking out loud. And it's but it it just works really, really well. Like when people when the mics get turned off and we're sat like chilling with people afterwards, they always say like how comfortable they feel or like how feel like oh I feel like I've known you for ages. And mm. it's quite a nice thing for people to say. Yeah. 
Do you have do you have the problem where because I've I found this where you finish talking to someone and you're like I just I just want to be mates like I just want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, well, it happens a lot. A lot of time people stick behind and we'll have a chat with them and we've, we've well on quite a few occasions we have become friends with people. We've we got a PT, a guy called Jermaine. He came on the podcast. He's a boxer. Um, he came and told his story and like we just like fell in love with the guy. It was awesome. Now he's, we do boxing with him every Saturday morning and. Like we're masterminding yeah. that as we do it, it's, and we and I think it, do you know what? Especially it kind of shows more in fighters that when now when fighters we've had on are fighting, like we, it's like all you want them to do is win. Like you actually feel like so, like you kind of understand how much it means to them at that point. Yeah, and you just really, really want them to win. And I don't know, you feel like way more invested in people after you spend some quality time with them. And some people open up so much, like. You, sometimes we don't even expect it to tell us stuff and we're like, wow, okay. Mm. Take a step back, take a deep breath. I'm like, oh, can I take it in? But it's just really, really nice mm. to, to bond like that. And we always sit, I, I'm really bad for it. And I'll say, that's the best podcast ever, that one. That's the best podcast. This is not, <laughs> the next one's the best podcast. So like every, how many episodes are we on now? I can't even remember. 52 minus the first two we never released. So like we've done over fifty podcasts and they've all been the best in my eyes. So I'm like a like a podcast horror. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> just podcast slag, just loving it all. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Podcast slag. Yeah. Um, sorry, not to call you a slag. Way to, way to start a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> so you mentioned about like you guys are into fitness and stuff. Um, did you start the podcast? Because you said, you know, to to start this masterminds kind of stuff but were your interests more into would you say the physical fitness side with the boxing and the fighting um and the kind of diet etc than the mental side of it because i've noticed that quite often the people that you've had on will end up talking about either mental health or um, opening up about their experiences, their lives. Was that the idea when you first started or was it just kind of a happy accident that you've got the best of both worlds? Um, Do you know what? I feel like answers might be different on this. I'll, I'll right. let you go first. All right. All right. So for me, I think it's about a complete accident. Like every, I think we, we can't take too much credit on the direction of the podcast because it's been organic in terms of, we're both really laid back, so it goes in the direction it goes in. But it's for me, with boxing and fighting and uh, athletes, it's been the mental side's way more interesting than the physical side. I think if someone, if you took Joe Blogs off the street, you could probably get them in good nick if they if they want to. But then it's the other side, like how far are these people willing to go that some people are just like you, you sit with boxers and you can tell that they're, they're actually willing to just die to win like not there must be like one percent of people that are, are wired like that so for me it's definitely the mental side it's just you you sit with someone and you just get this weird or not a weird vibe but you get like a, a sense from that person that you can just tell like just warranting that you just like you just know that he's like he would not stop Mm. you just get that, that sort of feeling but I'll let you yeah well like, a bit different to your answer right at the start of the podcast when we were putting it together and we had a few ideas it was well for me it was kind of based around financially or how can we grow this and one day maybe escape our jobs and do this full time that's what it started off as and mm. 
And then we just started to get people on the show. The first person we had on was a guy called Scott Mears. He's a, um, he's a market, he works in marketing. He does like, what is this? Like uh, event management. Event management. That's the one where you will get people to come to his event and so on. And he spoke about mental health. And then it was just people that came on. It was quite easy to get boxes on at the start, wasn't it? We just, yeah, there's a lot of fighters in and around Leeds. Yeah, so. in and around Leeds. So they just started to come in on and the podcast took its own, its own route, I'd say. Yeah, and people have been really supportive. So it's been like by association. It's like, oh, I know this guy. I'll tell him to come on. And it was just like, oh, it's just going to snowball that way. Mm-hmm. You are right. At first it was, we were thinking, oh, we can teach people to better themselves financially and vice versa. We do it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, as obviously happen whilst we're learning as well. And then I guess we had a, I don't know about you, but my perspective of mental health is, has changed way more through this podcast than anything. Like if someone sat there and just told me like, oh, mental health is a big problem. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, all right. You know, it's fine. But sitting in front of people and talking to people and then actually hearing their stories and stuff, it's just totally changed my outlook. Like big time I used to I've said it on many 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 episodes like I used to be that guy sits there like oh you you know if your mind's strong enough you can get through anything and um yeah really it's just changed my my whole perspective on on mental health sitting there and talking to people and hearing all the various stories and all the you know how everyone really deals with something in some way shape or form mm-hmm. just kind of I don't know just switch my whole outlook so mm-hmm. but that's been natural through the podcast since Scott came on Mental health just came up every single time. Yeah. I don't. I can't even think of a podcast where it's not like something about mental health is not mentioned. To be honest, and it's mm. it's not something we even kind of never, actively yeah. wanted to push because it's you know it's it's just a hot thing at the moment, mm. and for for the right reasons, obviously. But it wasn't something we were like, oh, we can definitely get some traction out of this. It was like people just came on and they mentioned it, and we were like, oh, all right, asking you know genuinely curious questions i guess Mm. i guess it's a good sign really because you've got people on your podcast who are especially some of the 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 fighters they're very they can be viewed as very alpha male and the the fact that people are starting to talk about mental health without it having this massive stigma Mm. is quite refreshing and i think especially as guys and I've, I've said this so many times, but especially with guys, I think it's really important for younger people to be able to look up at people who are successful. You've got this platform and might, they might be drawn in because there's somebody that they're interested in and they want to hear more about, but actually they get exposed to this idea that it's okay to talk about your feelings. It's all right to say if you're having a struggle, if you're having a shit time mm-hmm. and and the tools that they share are really useful in in life and beyond yeah big time they are they're definitely so many transferables for from sport to to life but then even other people so like um neil from king kobe he's actually a really good one to touch on because he's got a different approach on it it is like he's the definition of what you would just describe as an alpha male like he is a big guy caked in tattoos but then Super articulate, really well-spoken, very thoughtful, very caring. And then you mix those two, those two parts onto a Venn diagram and you get Neil in the middle. And the way he speaks about mental health and the way he kind of broke down uh, suicide as well. Mm. Like he, he, even stuff like that changes you know, the, the perspective a lot. And it does resonate with guys a bit more to sometimes have that you know, 
I don't know, if someone looks a bit cooler, sometimes it, people will listen to them, but then it's, do they have that substance to go with it? Because people can have a platform and be a fucking idiot, or they don't have a platform and they can be intelligent as fuck and no one listens to them. But some, hopefully sometimes people's like, you know, like Josh Warrington, Jack Bates and Neil, uh, I don't want to miss people out, Keegan Hurst, he was a big one. You know, these people have a good platform and they've got a good message to spread and it's, I don't know, it's kind of nice to sit around people and kind of take that in because mm. for us it's it's definitely changed us too for yeah, the better like 100 like we joked we, we used to say the other day like <laughs> we actually never really actually rarely opened up to each other generally yeah. in our friendship and we've known each other since we were nine yeah. or eight years old which is actually mental but then i think how many lads actually do that probably all a lot of guys do that, like don't talk to their friends about stuff. We just, we just we chat shit them, and yeah. just kind of suck it up and deal with it. And then it all kind of spills over into a way bigger mess than it could have been if you did just talk. Mm. So you got it. So you just touched on the fact that you guys have known each other since you were eight. How old are you now? Um, 28. I'm 27. Right. Okay. Do you, are you in the same company or just in the same jobs? Uh, um, no, we're in competing companies actually in a way. It's quite oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. We don't, so, compete, we don't compete directly, to be fair. Just in the same market. Right? Same marketplace, yeah. How have you found going into something like this where you have to keep each other accountable? Because when you're in a, in a partnership, obviously, if one person is dragging, the other person has to take up the load. Have you found it relatively easy because you've known each other for so long? Or... <laughs> that is a really good question that you know, it's worked out quite nicely because I've, I've always been a little bit more the, the techie one the, the nerdy one so it's always been me that's edited the podcast you um, you naturally went towards it didn't you? yeah and sort of like doing the photography the editing and then james has been the one that's done all the booking the instagram and it works well because i'm terrible with technology and he's never on time <laughs> yeah. so it's perfect it works actually perfect it's like the, the the nicest blend but then we're super similar we have very similar views on a lot of things mm. and like we want the podcast to go in there like when we're spitballing ideas we're always very similar mm. like we rarely disagree on anything well that's it but then in terms of keeping each other accountable for example this week i didn't post the last week's podcast on the budsprout where it'll go on the apple spotify he he will tell me like oh you've not done this make sure you get it done get it done get it done get it done yeah i'm probably fucking so. annoying to be fair but, but yeah good. we do it's, it works it's, good it, it works good so it's yeah keeping each other accountable for these little things but it's like if someone pulls you up on something just it's like oh don't get annoyed about it like you know it's gotta be done and you just do it sometimes well it's for the benefit it's for the benefit of both of us yeah well we think it's it's a it's an outward reflection of of ourselves more than our more than our jobs so you know whatever's not out there what is out there you know it should be at least you should at least be proud of it. So we're proud that we fuck up a lot or, because, you know, it is what it is. Like, like people shouldn't lie and like, oh, everything's perfect. Everything I do is 100%. It's like, yeah, when we do it and sit down, the podcasts we do are great. Like I enjoy listening to them. My friends enjoy listening to them. My family and mum enjoys yeah. listening to them. So like that's enough for us. Mm. But then to be, you know, be honest with people, like, all right, it's not squeaky clean. It's not the Tim Ferry show. It's not the Joe Rogan podcast, but, you know, maybe that's more relatable to to people. Mm. Yeah, no, I no, I think it is. I think having that authenticity is important. And with you guys, my experience anyway is just that you kind of feel like you're just sat in somebody's house listening to them have a conversation. It's quite nice. And 
I was walking my puppy Dexter the other day. Cute dog. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. He mm. is a nightmare at the moment. But I had to stop because I was laughing too much because you went from talking about UFOs to Jesus and it just made me really did we yeah, did you mention Jesus yeah it was the way you did it you were like well you know some people some oh, people the Bible yeah we did yeah, some people think about UFOs and one of you went yeah it's like Jesus isn't it and, and there was this moment of pausing and you went uh you know like allegedly it happened oh, shit. <laughs> do you know what? I'll forget I'll say some stuff <laughs> It just made me really laugh. I just thought it, that's the kind of humour and, and a lot of people will listen to it and it's just, it's such, I guess it's just such organic conversation. But because you were talking, you briefly touched on conspiracies mm-hmm. and I was disappointed that you didn't bring up the Tupac conspiracy personally. Oh yeah, that's in there isn't it, as well. What, that he's still alive? Yeah. <laughs> I never really thought about it too much, to be honest. Have you not? You know no, I've watched not a few until documentaries now. on it, man. Um, I watched that film. I don't think it's shit film. No, the film on Netflix is that the actual movie. Like, uh, what's the what's the film called? Uh, All Eyes on Me. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really old Tupac movie, isn't it? No, it's I don't a, think the it's most recent life, one. is it? Yeah, it's the most recent one. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. It's really weird because the guy that's playing Tupac looks like Tupac. Like, yeah, he looks a lot. I, I think I watched it on a flight or something. I was trapped on a plane. I was like, oh, I've got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> got to watch it. Might be him. Might be. Yeah. That's what I said. No, I said that to Alan, my husband, and he was like, "Shut up, he's not alive." And I was like, "But so he's like." <laughs> what are the theories? Is there some? Is there some like weird? Is there something now that's come out that he um, could be alive? Or I think basically one of the big. Um, things with it is that he was really obsessed with Houdini and he found Houdini really interesting and his like his disappearing act and he used to kind of study him and so people are linking that and saying that what he did because he was like people were going after him he kind of faked his own death and he kind of disappeared disappeared (laughs) we could do a whole mic's tent on about that to be fair can't we yeah I thought about it if I'd I had to put my neck out, I would say, nah, he's, he's probably dead. And I think as well, some people... God, sorry, I'm not going to let this go. Um, <laughs> I think I sound like a massive Tupac fan. I'm like the... Yeah, you've got like a Tupac t-shirt <laughs> under your hoodie or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'd be the most like middle-class white girl Tupac fan ever. <laughs> Don't like, worry. Well, I, I grew up in Bradford. Every Asian lad's car is pumping Tupac. Yeah. Every single one. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it is, it's a staple of Bradford. Yeah, it's, it, I think if I if I blasted Tupac around in Cheltenham, I think I get some weird looks. <laughs> we can't say anything because we drive to our meetings in Chinos and we're pumping the most disgusting <laughs> hip hop ever as loud as possible out of our cars. So we look ridiculous. Do you have the windows rolled down? Yeah, I don't care at all. <laughs> I do not care. Try to look at these bell end uh, sounds. All right. <laughs> were you the kind of um, were you the kind of kids that when you got your car, like your first car? Did you always like drive down? What was your first car? Uh, mine was the chaviest ever car, Citroen Saxo. And then I passed my test and I couldn't afford to insure it. <laughs> so I had to sell it. <laughs> How bad is that? I had a Corsa, a black Corsa. Yeah, see, I had, I had a Peugeot 10, what's the shit ones? 106? 106, yeah. Yeah, Peugeot 106. And the exhaust was broken, so it sounded like a boy racer car. 
And I, at the time, I lived in Malvern, which is, we have, have you guys ever been to Malvern? No. It's no. basically full of old people, um, and that's about it. And I used to drive around Malvern with pendulum, like, blaring. Out of All right, so quite hardcore. Shitty little 106. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I thought I was so cool. I just have visions of the start of the um, Ali G film when he's like driving through the, oh, the, yeah. the housing estate with all the nans and he's just got like jungle blaring out and he's like dancing. Racing at 30 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was definitely that kid. I, uh, were you, so guy, I always found guys had a really bad reputation with their cars in terms of crashing. Never. Mm, yeah. I haven't. Um, you haven't. How many have I had? <laughs> I reversed into the guy in my. In my apartment block, that in your garage, he's allegedly a drug dealer. So that was interesting, but he was actually all right about it. Um, and then, actually, this is a bugbear. So I'm going to get this out there. If this woman is listening, um, it's probably near Tame in Oxford. That's where our head office is. This woman pulled out on me on a dual carriageway, and I swerved and missed her, and drove into a bush and scratched the fuck out of all my car. And then I said, you know, you're going to help me pay for the damage. I've no offense, like I've saved your life. Like probably like I've got to tore into the side of you and I messaged her and she sent me this big thing like don't even know who you are don't know why you contacted me I never had a crash sorry goodbye and I was like you horrible bitch I was raging was that recently uh no not too recently now but I just remembered just trying to tea cut all these little scratches out of my car and I was just fuming yeah absolutely that. fuming through the bush yeah just straight to a bush so I've had a couple maybe I've had more Oh, I was on my phone in traffic and drove into the back of someone outside Ellen Road. And I basically lied to my last employer and said that I'd just, they just slammed on or something. I told Jan they slammed on. <laughs> so I've had three at least that I can think of. Did someone else crash into me. Yeah, someone's gone into the back of me before now. So I've probably had four actually. Four, four before 28. I think so I you've it. got enough for all of us collectively, basically. One yeah. each for yourself, yeah. Yeah. yeah you say, have one, take one. <laughs> How about yourself? You can one. have the, the one in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, actually. You haven't, no? No. I mean, it's not... I reversed into a bollard once, and that's about it. But that's Alan, a crash. It's not a crash. It was like <laughs> it was like slow, and it didn't... It, no, no one got hurt. It was fine. But I tried to try and teacup out of like the back of the car because mm. Alan would have gone nuts. He's so funny about his car. <laughs> um, so I thought oh, I'll just like tea cut it and try and like make it so he doesn't, doesn't find doesn't out, see doesn't see it. But then of course you have to wash the car and everything like that. And he knew immediately because the car was spotless. He was like, what have you done to the car? Why is it clean? <laughs> I was like, fuck. Rookie mistake. So yeah. So you guys are, childhood friends and what were your what were you like growing up because you're you're both in very similar jobs mm. and you're very, from very different backgrounds how has that trajectory happened like how did you guys come together and and what was the like common thing that bonded you the first common thing was probably football I'd say wasn't it really yeah just was out playing football a lot um and then I joined your football team which was a team called Undercliff Celtic over in Bradford so football, like sport, was the first main thing that, that kind of got us together. And then that and music as well, probably, I'd say. Yeah, and that just kind of kind of glued us together, wasn't it? Yeah. And then when it, when we were 
teenagers, it was just like going to stupid parties. Yeah, going to parties. Because when I first came to England, I didn't speak a word of English. So wow. I could understand bits. Um, so we pretty much just kicked a ball around probably. And <laughs> played mousetrap. Yeah, played mousetrap. <laughs> I had a lot of mousetrap. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say football and music was probably the first two things that we had in common. Yeah. Um, and then past our teenage years, when I was maybe about 13, 14, we kind of lost contact. Yeah. So I went away. Um, I went to a basketball academy for a couple of years over in Manchester. Um, James, you were just working through, I don't know, even six form then you were Six form then work, yeah. Working throughout that time. I went away um, to Australia for a year. James was just working. I came back and that's when we, we started like, hanging out again. Like, it's not like we weren't friends. Mm. We're just sort of both doing our things. Mm. Um, came back. And that's when I guess like the, the step to, to adulthood sort of happened. So James, I remember he got his new, a new job. He came around to my house. I've just come back from Australia. I had no money. I was like pretty broke. He pulls up in his brand new BMW company car. And I was like, oh my God, James. <laughs> James looks so smug right now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's where kind of the growth, um, personal growth for me kind of really kicked off and started. And then, from there, I got like my first proper job, and then we stopped putting ideas together or what kind of business we can do together. We tried to start a few little ventures on the side, and then we thought, you know, we'll do the podcast, and and then that, that, that's how we got into it. James was always like recommending books to me, um, which I'd read, and we do the same, and like the sort of growth to make ourselves better. I'd say that was quite a big thing a couple mm. of years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's been like the past three years where we've properly spent loads of time together, yeah, and like our interest of like all like just naturally aligned mm. i guess that's the best way to, yeah. to put it but then what you know to go back to when we met as kids it was just being kids getting on having fun yeah like not take it. it was there was not there was no financial or like even kind of drive to do anything no. at that point so we always have that side to fall back on like if it's like we're sat here just us two podcasting that's when like you'll definitely hear a difference in the way we speak as when we've got a guest or if we're sat here with you then when we're podcasting on our own like the ufo stuff and the mics turned on stuff that's on our own like it's that is like 90 ourselves i guess we can't yeah. be 100 percent because we probably get sacked so <laughs> we have to be you know take a bit out but then like when we're podcasting we we do use i guess elements of bits that we've picked up from work around mm. questioning and listening and, and that sort of stuff so and it does help obviously and yes. it's it's not like it's not us but it's just us in terms of getting content out in of the people. setting yeah yeah mm. if that makes sense so going back to what what you said about australia did you do that for basketball or were you just so i did i don't see i went to basketball i played but i've been playing basketball since i was 13 and the idea was for me to go to the states and get a scholarship then tr- hopefully try to turn pro so I played the two years at college, which was in England, um, and then I wasn't good enough to make it across to the States, so I got a scholarship for Leeds Uni, um, where I went and played there, and did three years there, and then I took a year out for as a gap year, mm-hmm. and I just went to Australia for the year just to, to live there with a friend. So that was probably one of the things that I did, which I learned the most about myself like mm. in, in like such a short period of time. Yeah. You do, um, you definitely do, don't you? When you so, did you go on your own or with someone? Did so you? I went with a friend out there, but we we sort of split up because he, he he came out with quite a bit of money and I had no money. Mm. So it was like, oh, Jules, I, I want to do the Gold Coast, and I was like, okay, well, you do it. I'm a, 
hang up here, get a job, make some money, and I'll come and join you over there mm. um, once I got my money. So we did that. So I didn't know anyone out there, no, um, mm. once I was actually there. Yeah. But I've made some friends, and I'm still friends with them today, from friends from France, from friends from Chile, and just like amazing experience. Like I'd yeah. go back again if I could. Did you have any like weird farm jobs when you were over there? No, see, I didn't do the farm work. So a lot of people do the farm work. They do that to get an extra year. So you can get an extra visa if you do any type of agriculture work. Um, the reason I couldn't do that, my brother was getting married selfishly enough and I had to come back, like <laughs> cut my trip like three months early to, to come back for the wedding. So I didn't work in a farm, but I did work in a casino. In a casino? Cool. Yeah. Uh, there's like a star casino in, um, in Sydney. So I was like mm-hmm. one of the like events. Um, I don't even know what you call them, like a caretaker, like a care, caterer, caterer, caterer. Caterer? Are you serving food? Yeah, I was serving food in in the casino. See, I was some pretty high-end people. I met Katy Perry when I was there. We asked (laughs) me, Harry something, Harry Styles, is it? Harry Styles. The one from One Direction. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. I didn't know he was when I met him either, but. Probably hated that. Yeah? Probably hated that. (laughs) I was serving, I didn't know, do you know who that is? I was like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, traveling, definitely recommend it to anyone. Yeah, I think it's one of the best things you can do. And I think, I mean, I I went over to Australia for six months on my own um, when I was 18. And the stuff that happened and like the stuff you learn about yourself is incredible. Mm -hmm. And the experiences you have as well are just, I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, I didn't work at a fancy casino. I literally, I think I went, I ran out of money on the Gold Coast and I went to work on a mango farm, but in the frigids. So like cutting the mangoes (laughs) and um, there were about five of us in middle of the bush, um, nothing around us because it wasn't like the picking season. So there was a really small amount of us. And that was actually probably one of the best times in the whole of my trip. And I mean, we, I think we went a bit stir crazy. Like, have you ever heard of the nutmeg challenge? Yeah, we eat like a big spoon of nutmeg. What kind of, you're meant to eat your body weight in nutmeg, like convert your body weight into grams. Right. And then you don't do this at home, kids. And then you have to, so you have to eat, yeah, eat your body weight of nutmeg. And then apparently you're supposed to hallucinate. And it's right. meant to be like really trippy. Did it work? <laughs> Well, we did it and then got really drunk on Goon. So it was a bit of a mad night, but there was definitely something weird happening. But I don't know if it was the nutmeg or if it was the Goon. Probably a bit of both. Probably a bit of both. But yeah, gotta love Goon. Yeah, I saw the drink out there in in Australia. Was that really cheap wine? Yeah, it comes in a big carton. I mean, no, from between us, move it. So good. It tastes like juice. All right, that's lethal then, isn't it? Just yeah. drink it and you don't really notice. If you ever go, you've got to get some goon, 100%. So one thing I think you've kind of touched on it slightly as well, James, is that you've mentioned how your opinions kind of changed over mental health with the people that you've interviewed. But has the podcast brought up anything that has shocked you or that you weren't kind of prepared for or didn't just didn't realise? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not too sure. I'd probably say for me, um, yeah, I'd come around to mental health. Um, I've had a couple of people that have talked about suicide and people close to them um, taking their own lives to me and hearing that story first on, from someone that you've just met like 20, 30 minutes ago, that was quite 
quite heavy to, to sort of take on for me anyway. I, I tend to sympathize with people quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd probably say that for me. Like, yeah, you're right, actually, when you, when you say it. Yeah, it was. I think it was Charlotte, yeah. the first one. That was the first uh, – Charlotte Scott was the first person that ever told us, like, oh, you know, uh, I, I plan to take my life or I attempted to take my life. And it was like, fuck, like, you want to you wanna ask so much, but then you want to be so polite at the same time. Yeah. So it's such a – Bit of an awkward kind it's of a, it's, – You can't say it's a great topic, but it's a, it's a very, very interesting topic. But then it's also – the most sensitive topic to ask someone about mm. so it's kind of a like a double-edged sword really and, and at the time it was like podcast number four or so we were really new to it so like um okay yeah not too sure what to say but then after that you get a little bit more comfortable because we've had five or six people now openly say that yeah i guess you kind of learn to well, with your job, you you can probably read people quite easily, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. So you could kind of navigate whether they they've kind of mentioned it and want to talk about it, or they mentioned it and they're quite kind of yeah. That's it. But, but then now it's more of a I'm not shy to just ask a question that I want to ask. Mm. Like if I wanted to, to say something now, I would just say it. Mm. Like I've asked people questions, and then even if I call it, might take it a bit of the wrong way. It's just, mm. if it comes into my head now, I'll sit, wait for them to finish and then just ask mm. out of like just uh, pure curiosity. But I think, well, if I don't ask it now, then I'll never get the chance mm. to ask it anyway. So it's kind of, that's probably the, the one thing that's changed really, rather than, you know, reading whether they want to talk about it. I just think if they bring it up and then, you know, they start to speak about it, then obviously you yeah, do yeah. want to talk about it now but at first yeah it was just like learning and growing with every podcast to be honest yeah big time like yeah i'd probably say the first 20 podcasts i've listened i felt uncomfortable but i felt a little bit on the edge you know what you're doing and couldn't fully relax into myself and huh. ease into it it's interesting though i think because i think when you're sat in front of somebody and somebody talks about something that personal to them whether it be kind of a suicide attempt or anything you almost there's like a a bond that forms between you and I think that must be really like do you feel honored that people find it so easy to open up to you definitely like it's yeah it's big time because like I don't know it's I don't want it to sound big-headed or anything like that when people are coming and talking to us and opening up to us it's nice we don't ask them to do it they do it off their own back and then do it but I I I love it when someone can come in, they can have a conversation because I feel like I can learn from from them and mm-hmm. where they've been. Um, and I feel like other people can definitely learn from their story. And that's definitely like the idea around the podcast of, okay, yes, it's a sore subject. Yes, it's upsetting. But what did you learn from it? And how have you changed yourself now that you're not affected by that problem anymore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's like the one of the big things. Yeah, that's it. And it's always like, it's amazing to see someone because they're normally on the podcast to say like they're doing something positive or you know how stuff's changed so you can look at them and think fucking hell, like you've come so far like or, like you think oh, i actually hope you realize that like you're kind of proud of them in a way even though you've only just met them mm. as to how far it comes but then what it what it's like what it teaches me every time is that you know stuff changes it's like life changes like good and bad but if it's bad it can't it, you know it can and will turn good and i think that's always like a, a message that like i carry every day now in my life 
Mm. I always just carry that like every day. Like if I'm having like a, a day where stuff just seems to go wrong all the time, I just think shit's going to pass. It will yeah. pass. And, you know, I think even like, uh, I think Neil like really summed it up and he was just like, yeah, you know, it'll like stuff passes, like mm. stuff changes, life's up and down. But as long as you can focus on like a, you know, take a step back and be like, is my life going in a upward trajectory steadily? Mm. And you're in the right direction and you know generally if you're happy more days where you're happier more than you're sad then you know you're winning at the end of the day Mm. so what is because obviously you mentioned briefly about your mics turned on um episodes and I think in that you kind of tease that you're going to be doing different episodes different setups and stuff so what is in the pipeline for you guys do you want to go for it yeah, do you know, well, the, the mic turned on, the idea around the mic turned on is to hit subjects that have been talked about um, that, that are out there and to try and engage with people a little bit more, get people sending in some questions, getting their feedback on what they think. So on topics such as like 5G, I'm not sure if you've heard of 5G and what's going on around that. I've heard of it. I haven't taken it um, part of reading it. So basically what 5G is, um, it's, you've heard of 4G. Mm-hmm. Five, what, what you get on your phone so 5g is a new type of network that's going to be coming out and the way they're having to implement this that they're having to chop down loads of trees 5g is being shut down in a lot of countries um, and that's not really been talked about in the news and um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's negative health symptoms associated with 5g and they're still looking to roll that ee and looking to roll that throughout the uk so we want to start touching on topics that are not really talked about, but have a big relevance. So yeah. that's what the idea that might turn on. And then use the, we're going to try and use the city a bit more. So um, we're going to go out with a camera and a mic and actually just ask general public, like, what, what's your thoughts on UFOs? What's your thoughts on people who, like, watch Love Island? What's your thoughts on X, Y, and Z? You know, anything. It doesn't have to be just... So people get a flavour for who we are and we're out in the city engaging with people because you know the topics will still relate back to the podcast though, yeah know? the topics are going to relate back to the podcast like in whatever way shape or form it's, mm. it's going to all be you know to the same point but it's just a different way to engage with an audience and people mm. to feel like they can they can talk to us and you know we can meet people and no, do bits and pieces and just have a bit of fun with it and do something a bit more a push bit, us a bit, a bit out different. of our comfort zone as well you know getting yeah, out there doing new things that we've not done um, like I'm looking for that. We were talk, talking about going to town and you know, like physically stopping people on the streets and with a camera and a mic asking them some questions, like doing things like that. So I think yeah. that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Be a big load to do that. Well. A bit. Yeah, it should be fun. That'd be awesome. <laughs> You'll probably find so many people have got so many like different stories that you just wouldn't expect as well. Mm. Yeah, big time. I mean, that's what we found from people coming in the podcast. Like one of the biggest learns you asked this before was. I've learned is not to judge people by how they look. Like Neil, for example, he's a big one. Like, look at the way he looks. You could quite easily say, oh, he's scary. He looks like a thug. I don't want to go near that guy. But you talk to him, he's like super educated, very well spoken. And there's a lot, a lot of people can learn from that guy. Yeah. And then Jack Bateson as well. Jack Bateson's the one I always go back to every single time. Like he's sat there, comes in, kid in a tracksuit. He's, how old was he? Like 20? Yeah. Boxer from Leeds. And you think, Oh, this he's not maybe he won't have much about him, and he's like the most thoughtful, like well spoken, hard working, driven, intelligent 
people I've ever sat with. And I sat sat after the podcast and I'm like, I've never been more impressed with a person. Yeah, like instantly. That, yeah, I just yeah. had to tell him. That's one thing that's come out is like, if I'm genuinely, like, genuinely impressed by someone or like I've got like a great feeling about someone, after a podcast, I could just have to, I have to tell them now. Mm. Like I, I feel like they have to know. Like sometimes people don't hear that enough. And whether they can, people can take, um, you know, a positive comment or not sometimes it's quite difficult for people to take mm. i just feel like oh you have to tell like if someone who does something good just just tell them like oh you're really fucking good at that like it's really really impressive mm. and uh we like we do it like all the time mm. like um jermaine was one wasn't it when he opened up and talked to us about it, like we said to him like you should be so fucking proud that you just spoke about all all this stuff like is no, that's it. I've just been in Jermaine's shoes. I can't imagine that would have been easy for him to do it like that. Would nah. taken and then to see him now, like from a year, just it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's great. It's really, really good. Well, I like I like the fact that you do that because if you think about like society in general, the amount of negativity that is fed into us, and I don't know if, if you guys found this at school, but if you, if somebody said, oh, he's so full of himself, like that was like the worst thing somebody mm. could say about you mm. is you were big headed or like you were too confident and stuff. And so that kind of gets, that gets stripped out of us as we get older. And we end up as these people that look like adults, but actually have got such low self-esteem and such low confidence that actually for you to be able to go out and, and say to somebody, you know what, you should be proud that that is needed and i think that a lot like you said a lot of people can't take compliments but it's because we've been taught to if somebody said oh you're really good at this somebody will most likely either think or say yeah but i'm really bad at this to kind of mm, counterbalance balance. you know what you're 100 right on that like it's i think it's in like in the human nature to like to kind of moan and complain a little bit you know like it's always all whether shit in it it's like there's, it's oh, never it's something it positive really that, 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 that comes forth but mm. I think as humans we can make that that change and decide to think differently and people do like you see people that are positive and happy in their lives and it doesn't have to just be related to money but the most people that are happy with their lives they're, they're not bothered about these, these little things you know they're not going to focus on the bad things they're going to focus on on the good things. I always sort of related back to my family back in Mauritius, you know, that a lot of them are poor. They don't have much money. Um, they live on a little island, sometimes sharing a bedroom of, of three people. Um, but they're the most happiest people that you'll see, you know, they're, they're happy for each other. They want the best for each other. Um, and they don't just, they're not bogged down by, by stupid little things mm. uh, that I find myself getting bogged down over. Mm. Do you go back there often? Yeah, um, yeah, I try to go back every year or a couple of years. Uh, my parents are actually there at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'd like to try and go back a little bit more if I could. Hmm. Um, but now my, I'd say my life is pretty much settled here in England. Um, yeah. I love it here as well. So. Do you think that there would be, this is probably a really stupid question, but if you were to ask the people like on the streets of Leeds, a question and then go to Mauritius and ask them do you think that the answers would just be completely different because they're from completely different yeah, yeah I think yeah it'd be like you'd get completely different answers you've been yeah yeah be, perspective would just be completely just different way different yeah you should do yeah. a little like 
extra episode. Yeah, do you know what? That's actually a good shout, you know. Yeah, someone wants to sponsor us on Patreon <laughs> to get our flights and yeah. hit us up. Patreon.com forward slash make masterminds. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yeah, we, that would be very, very fun. It would be actually. brilliant. You could mm-hmm. go and ask the Mauritians. Is it Mauritians? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what they think about UFOs. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Well, even on, do you know, on the question... I'd love to ask your dad. I'd love to ask your dad. He'd just say, like, shut up. Be like, what? What are you on about? Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but with the whole perception thing, even that, um, in this day and age that we live in, we talk about it quite a lot, like, between age groups and Instagram, social media, like people's perceptions are like very, very, very different now to I'd probably say what, maybe 15, 20 years ago where people would only have one one outlet for news, one outlet for for getting their information, school, people, I guess their their mind were quite similar. Now with people having access to everything, perception is just completely different yeah it's my and life. i think that's for the good thing and the bad thing i mean you see the negative sides of it on on insta um, again we talk about this all the time people being influenced to buy things that or do things that are not particularly particularly good for them but it's advertised that way mm. um, but i also think there's a, a good side to it as well in terms of like us having this podcast today you know it's making good use of our platforms what we have for yeah. supposed to us saying yeah come buy this range rover or come do this sick workout and you're gonna get a six pack you know it's yeah it's how you choose to use it yeah but it all revolves back to perception that's my my the point i was making with perception everybody has different perception and i think as humans we all have should be able to focus that perception into bettering each other off yeah that's it i think it's the, the perception that i guess it's not even the big it's not the big issue it's the fact that people get so attached to what they believe that they don't even care to listen to what other people's opinions mm-hmm. on stuff stuff is and can't have a conversation around it without getting offended. Well, yeah. Not even offended, but like holding on to a position so much, even if you made like, look, I was like, the sky is red and you're like, but James is definitely blue. I'm like, it's fucking red. Shut up. Like, mm. It's just, but that's it. Perception that's drives everything. Perception drives your beliefs. Yeah. How you interact in the world and ultimately the results that you get from being in the world yeah that's it you can you can go out there and you can find the truth online or you can go out there and you can surround yourself and follow pages that'll just uh, affirm what you already think so it's really up to the individual how much they want to step out and find their thoughts and uh, directions or whatever you want to call it challenged like how comfortable are you with someone saying no you might be wrong mm. and taking it and being like they might be right so uh, that's why I always think now it's like you just you just don't know what you don't know, and mm. if you can accept that and be a bit have a bit of humility, it'll get you a long way, yeah, and you probably make a lot of friends, like more interesting friends, mm. and maybe different, way different to to where you are. Like if I was racist, I won't be friends with this guy. If I was like, oh, black people are fucking idiots, they're all idiots, all of them. This podcast doesn't happen. We don't have a great friendship. I don't know his family. We don't have like great holidays together. We don't mm. uh, sit here on podcast and do the X, Y, and Z based on perception. Based on a perception of one thing, like it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Really, yeah. that's so. That's how I take on it. Mm. <laughs> no, I like that though. How do you how do you feel about social media and the the accessibility that young kids have? Because I mean, we were at the age where 
when we were younger, if you wanted to talk to somebody, you had to wait to get till after six o'clock to call the person on the phone. Home phone, yeah. Yeah, had to like, if you were lucky and had one of the long cords, you can kind of hide somewhere so you can have a conversation. And uh, internet was only if somebody wasn't on the phone, you know, we, we yeah. kind of, mm-hmm. we've grown up with this complete excel in technology. And so I, I feel like I kind of, sometimes I get a bit nostalgic for the old days where you had to, where everyone wasn't so on it all the time. And, mm. you know, you don't, you don't have that, that immediate um, satisfaction or gratification that social media brings you. But then I can also see obviously the positives of it because if it wasn't like it is, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You know, you wouldn't have met some of the people that you've spoken to. Um, so I guess the question is, how, how, do you, how do you feel about the way that technology is going? Do you think we need to keep some of the essence of, of the olden olden days? I'm talking like we're fucking 50, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I think we definitely should. Like, oh, yeah. um, we talk about this all the time, don't we? Yeah, like... I think like we're doing, I think like if you've got the power to, to do something good with it, bring a good message, use the tools, yes, use the technology to, to benefit ourselves and other people around us. I said, yeah, by all means, we should do more of it. Um, yeah. So you know, you think about well, it? I just, I just went on a rant about being like, go out there and have your thoughts challenged, but then we're all the same age. So this is going to be like, I'm going back on myself a little bit, but we say like, I feel like, so fortunate to be born when I was born because I was given the chance to sit around adults, sit around my friends and develop social skills that will then benefit me to do this podcast. Like, I don't know how many people you see online that have got big YouTube pages or big podcasts. They're probably upper millennial age, but I think you needed that. So technology got implemented maybe when we were 12, 13, 14-ish when phones started to come out. Mm. But by then, we've already had a chance to um, develop socially enough that it's not going to cripple us when it comes to face-to-face conversation. Mm-hmm. So I, I always feel quite fortunate that of when I was born. But in terms of the way it's going to develop, I also have another opinion that a lot of our stuff's going to be done by computers and what's going to make you an individual is how well you are uh, thought of or perceived or can be socially. Mm. that's all you're going to have is your personality. That's the only thing that's going to make you different because everything else is going to be done by robots and computers. Mm. And if you can't really stand out or engage with the rest of the world at that level, I think you're really going to struggle down the line because uh, automation and technology is going to take a lot of your use or value away. And then it's going to be boiled down to who you are as a person and your mind and that sort of thing. Mm. That's my perception. I might be completely wrong you know, you can, people can rewind this back and like, look how wrong you are. But right now, that's all I can really yeah. see is that I, I feel bad for some kids that, you know, suffer with anxiety in social situations because they just, their life is their phone. Mm, like, I, yeah. I can't imagine. I think it was Will that works in a school. Yeah. And he said, if you take a phone away from a kid, it's like you're taking away their, like, they'd rather you take away their life. Yeah. It's like you've taken away their life. They just have complete anxiety. Like, what am I going to do without my phone? Have you ever tried to meet someone now without having your phone on you? And you just have to rely on that they're going to turn up on time. Because I'd never be in the right place for you because I'd be like, this guy's definitely not coming here. Because he's like, you wouldn't be able to tell me that you're in the late. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to find my friends so you can track him. 
tracking me down. I'm not tracking him. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like a crazy girl. I won't track him. Hey. I'm loyal. Be late. I just set off late now. So. <laughs> That's true. When you've got a late friend, you always tell them either ten minutes earlier than you're going to be there, or you leave late. He's on time for podcasts. Uh, to be fair, yeah. to him. Oh, when, it matters, when, it's, when it when it matters, when it matters. Well, I have to be on time now. Yeah, podcast at my house, so I can't be late for it. Oh, you've told <laughs> everyone where it is. It might be at his house. It's top secret <laughs> location. We don't know where it is. Yeah, scratch that. Yeah, top secret. Top secret. Yeah, yeah conspiracy. It's a conspiracy is. theory that. Yeah, but you can't see that. No one can. No one knows what that is. Well, you never bit... know. It could be like a Leeds thing. Could be. <laughs> don't know. It's a northern thing. It's a northern thing. Yeah. See, um, Alan, his family were from Yorkshire. And God's County. God's County. He, yeah. The, and he is, I said, shall I, shall I do them, do my Northern accent? Do it. Like, Go on. I, no, because it's terrible. Go on. Please do it. We get it every day of our fucking lives when I we go to work. So let's see your... I just put tea in front of everything. So I'm like, <laughs> go, go to pub. To <laughs> shop. Go to <laughs> shop. Yeah. He's like, that's not how any of my family talk. And I'm like, whereabouts in Yorkshire are they from? Hull. He was born in Hull. Uh, see, this is where it gets a bit awkward because have you seen Lion King? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, where the light touches. Yeah, that's Hull to Leeds. Right, like okay. all your parents are like that dark area. That's Hull. You don't need to go there. It's really bad. Don't well, go his there. My sister lives in Grimsby, which I've been told is even worse. Yeah. I think people from Hull do the Lion King thing to Grimsby. So. Yeah. I have to go sell stuff in Hull, so that's going to bite me in the ass. But anyway, I get enough shit when I go there. But yeah, that's true. I go to Hull. Oh, dear. that's so funny. Yeah. So I always, he was just like, just don't do it, whatever you do. But I've done it now. He doesn't. Yeah, it was good. Like Not, bad. Anyway, Not so bad. It's 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 about average for what we get. I'd reckon. Do you reckon? Yeah. It's- Less offensive. People say way worse stuff to us. So. Definitely. A bit worse. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. My three years in uh, training to be an actress obviously paid, paid out real well then. Yeah, I reckon Emmerdale will be calling you really, <laughs> yeah, really soon. I Get you in there. <laughs> but what you said, um, just circling back to like being born when we are now and, and talking about pe- being individuals, I think when we were younger, and I'm saying we as a collective just because we're the... A, same age um we had to have an imagination we i mean i personally i didn't have a tv until i was about seven i think so like me and my sisters would just spend hours and hours and hours making up games making up songs i had um my dad created a little recording studio for me in his garage which was basically just a crate with a microphone attached to a tape player that you could like record on and um like we just had to entertain ourselves and I think that what worries me about younger children having technology and access to that technology is they almost don't have they don't almost don't have to create that imagination like everything is so outwards isn't it like and what you said about taking a phone off a child like I totally get it because my stepson's 10 and he's got a phone and it's it's all he wants you know Mm. we we kind of put it to the side and it's like can I have my phone now can I have my phone now and it's and it's a real battle to be like just come and sit with us and play a game you know the attention don't get it do they no it's just not really there 
kind of similar because my girlfriend, she's got two two sisters as well, and they're, they're the younger the generation. And same like you said, like try to get them to come play a board game, and it's just like, nah, they don't get it. It's like, oh, it's boring. Don't want to do that. Mm. It's like, what? How can you not want to play a board? Think game? of all Monopoly, the things yeah. that we try that we did to stay entertained. I used to annoy my brother to We're getting like kicked in the you were getting kicked in the ribs by your brother just because we were trying to have just like, mess around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like setting fire to your shelves, remember? <laughs> like just putting like spraying like links and just setting fire to it. I was a crazy kid, man. Like I was, You loved fire to yeah, I used to love blowing fire. Yeah. That's another podcast in itself. But. Yeah. <laughs> the Arson <laughs> podcast. <laughs> what have you set fire to and why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man but yeah. no I, you are right with what you're saying though with um i think like the a, 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 a attention span of kids as well i think that that's shortening a lot and i think a lot of the problem comes with i think the phones are quite convenient and, and it's happening from such a young age now i've got an, um, a niece she's three years old and she already knows how to unlock an ipad and you know I guess in a way it can be convenient. You give your kid a phone whilst he's eating the food and they're watching something on there. But how dependent does the kid become to that device, and mm-hmm. what are the what 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 can be the, the you know the detriment to that in the future? We don't really know because we're mm-hmm. not we're not there yet. Yeah, but we were sat in that restaurant the other day. Do you remember? We were sat in Lahore's. Yeah, and, and was- the, we we literally we came in, sat down, and there was like a mum and a kid opposite us and literally the mum was just sat there not on her phone trying to talk to a kid yeah. and her kid would just looked at the phone like for the full food. like 50 minutes we were there and I was like I would slap my kid if it did that yeah. and be like are you paying then are you paying because you're going to talk to me you're going to earn this fucking meal man. <laughs> but it's crazy I was like I can't believe I must have tapped you like three times like yeah. you're still on your phone like I couldn't even I'd, I don't even want to be that person but I was just like oh my god this is unreal mm. like is anyone else seeing this Oh, is this normal now? Scary. Is this no, like no. an insight into what you're going to be like as a parent? I don't know. I dread to think. <laughs> I think I, w- I would be a bit of an old school parent. Yeah, but I'm too. I like to wind people up too much, so my kid will probably end up hating me because I'm always trying to banter them. And I'm probably not. I think it's funny, so I'll be laughing, but it's probably not funny. <laughs> so it's even worse. So yeah, my dad's a dickhead. I think it's well funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's brilliant. I could chat to you guys all, all day, but um, I will bring us to the kind of end bit of the podcast. I thought we would bring a little segment back up, which I've done previously, and it's a segment called I'm So Over. And basically, I want to know what you're so over. So for me, I'll give you my so over first so you can have a think. Mm-hmm. I'm really over that face app thing that's spreading around with the old filter. And I'll tell you why. Men look really good on it. Women look like hags. Honestly, Alan looks like a really cool old rocker when he's old with that face app thing. I look like something out of a Disney film giving someone a a poison apple. I'm over it. Like that is it. That is, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I've tried everything to try and have a good photo of me being old. And if this is me when I'm old, I'm, I need to earn more money and get some kind of Botox because fucking hell, I look awful. So that's my, my over today. <laughs> no, we had to go on that up to this week, didn't we? Yeah. What did you think of it when you first popped up? Did you laugh? I laughed, man. Yeah, I was I like, laughed. I look like a gay antiques dealer, <laughs> really old gay antiques dealer. 
I looked quite similar to my to my granddad, funnily enough. Did you? Yeah, yeah. My brother was like, oh, I love how it grows your nose more. Yeah, it's I like, know. oh, we know that your nose keeps growing. So watch this. What add a few more wrinkles to your head? Uh, mine's already really wrinkly yeah. for 28, so I'm screwed. Mine is too. I've got so much of an expressive forehead. So like, Maybe I'm it's podcast have... wrinkle. Maybe <laughs> it's a thing like tennis elbow, but podcast wrinkle. <laughs> we need to start getting around the other podcasters and ask. See if Joe Isn't Rogan's got a really wrinkly forehead. I think it does. <laughs> that's the destiny then. That's the that's curse of this job. Go on, what are you over then, James? What am I so over? Put me on the spot here a little bit. What? I don't know really. Is... You two just too chilled and positive? Uh, no. Definitely not. Definitely not. Well, I think the woman that's pulled out on you, that was obviously something that you were very much over. I'll tell you what I'm over, even though I don't watch it. Um, Love Island. <laughs> you hate Love Island more than yeah, anyone on More than anyone on what, what are your thoughts on Love Island? Do you watch it? We watch it. Um, I've managed to get Alan hooked mm. in it. I mean, it's just shit, isn't it, really? Mm. Yeah, it's um, just. Drama. I've watched it once. I'd stayed at my friend's house in Southampton. He was like, got to be back for Love Island. I was like, <laughs> so if you want to stay in my house we've got to watch Love Island All right. so I've watched it once so. yeah, I've got I, my view on it I just think I don't know I just think it just dumbs people down That's. I'd love to get spot. someone on the podcast from Love Island keep trying to get Cy on but it just never never happens Cy so. is in like the Gangnam style guy no 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 Cy uh, can't remember his last name he was on like Love Island like two years ago oh right okay. I was like, from Leeds. Oh, okay Gonna say getting the Gangnam style. That's that's. <laughs> has he been on, on Love Island? Does he? That guy. The Gangnam style. I guy. don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, he has. No, he, he won has. it. <laughs> <laughs> no. What are you so over? You so over Love Island? Yeah, right? I'm over Love Island. Oh, over Love man. Island. <laughs> it's nearly finished. You're fine. Yeah. Do you, Do you feel that way about all reality TV though, or is it just Love Island? Um, I don't really watch TV that much. I have like seen half an episode of Love Island, and um, I don't know. I just did, didn't enjoy like what it was about, and I don't know why it teaches people. Really, that's what I think of it. The way it teaches people how to interact in this world that we already getting kind of serious in this world that we already kind of live in. The way where people interact with each other, mm. they think that's a norm to treat someone you're trying to get with like that. You know, in real in the real world, that doesn't work. You know. Mm. Like you get people in a house, like you said, they they don't know each other. They've been in there together for five days, and then they're acting like they're in love. Yeah, with that's a like, mad thing how, that I like. When I watched it, I was like, what "How does are that teach so everyone about relationships?" You know, mm. people take what they see, put it in their brain, and try act it out as real life. As mm. that's the Bible, that's the manuscript that I'm gonna go from. When that doesn't work, people get confused. Or I don't know why. Why is my relationship not working? Mm. Maybe because you try to do what you see on the island, you know. Like, Maybe, yeah. That that's my view on it, kind of thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, could you? My girlfriend. You set him off she now. She loves it. She loves it. She, but for me, nada. Yeah. I think it's a very, and I, 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 I don't know if it's just this year or whatever, but it's a very primary school look into it, into like you know when you were younger and 
you, you had a boy well you had a girlfriend um for like a month and you were like oh my god I'm so in love with him and then something happens like he texts your best friend or something and then you're just like oh my gosh I can't believe it it was I, it's see yeah it seems like a really yeah, like childish view on relationships um which I yeah I don't know if but that can have a positive effect on on younger people, no? on younger people's like relationships, in, in, it's like, in got to have an effect it's, on it's marriage. It's got a huge market. Love yeah. Island has got a huge mm. market. It's worth a lot of money. A lot of people watch it. There's a lot of investment gone into that show. It's, it's a, like a lot of people do watch it. Yeah, and I don't know. I think any, anything that you you're taking in, whether it's anything that you do or you're watching. Will have I don't know like a conscious effect on you. I believe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Whether you know it or you the know. one thing that I notice is that people love that they love shit. Like people going through shit, or they like to see people having a bit of drama or whatever. And I don't really know why. Mm. Don't really get that. It's like oh, just like people just crave that. Like oh, they're going to go mad about that and they're going to be pissed off about it. Watch so, that. Mm-hmm. People like to watch a reaction of drama. That's what it is. That's why it's insane. It's drama. You know, someone. Is upset that the girl that my girl doesn't want to get with him for us. Yeah, it's funny, but for that poor motherfucker, <laughs> that shit. Funny <laughs> he's genuinely upset. Yeah, but we get some sort of high from from watching that. Mm. I think, yeah. like on the flip side of it, like I completely agree with what you say, and I don't think that there is a. I don't think the world would be any worse of a place if it if it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. But in terms of kind of entertainment if you take it back to its roots, so if you look at like music hall in the twenty in, in the twenties and thirties, it was essentially like a Britain's Got Talent type element where anybody could come in your in, in the local area. It was just in like on a stage and people would come up and it was like variety acts. And what if you look in 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 history, whenever there's been a real um movement of contention or a war or there's there's been real um political distress the attendance to music hall or you know later on if you look at kind of theater and stuff it goes up and i think it is a way for people to numb and like distract themselves from whatever is going on in the world and Mm. i think partly that might be why reality tv is so popular in this day and age because I think there's a lot of people out there that kind of want to escape for a couple of hours. They don't want to think about their day. They don't want to think about what they've got to do tomorrow. And I think there's like this numbing element to it, which I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it's just interesting how over history, theater and art and and now reality shows, they have this massive draw to the masses am i making sense no i definitely Absolutely, agree with you yeah. i think yeah like you said it, it it's almost like an escapism isn't it? It, you mm. can check out for that hour and a half or whether it's a tv program different people have different ways of doing it someone mm. might smoke a joint someone might have a drink yeah but it's i guess like you say taking your mind off of something and forgetting about the like the now kind of yeah. thing just focusing on that and yeah i, I, I respect your point on that mm. But that being said, it is a load of shite, but I do watch it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me and having a chat. 
No, thanks no, for thank you. On. Thanks for teaching us how to do this. Yeah, that's it. So you'll see us now. do this stuff now. <laughs> yeah. We've got no excuse not to do podcasts yeah. on the uh, Zoom. So in, yeah, you can interview anyone from anywhere in the world. Where can people find you? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash make it masterminds. Our Twitter, we couldn't get the masterminds in there because it's too long. So it's M I M underscore chat and at make it masterminds on Instagram. If you drop us a message or whatever, we'll get back to you and mm-hmm. tell us if we're good, tell us if we're bad, tell us what you want us to talk about. Sailor. Yeah. Did you mention you've got Patreon as well? We do have Patreon if you want to. Uh, uh, help us out I think it's free 99 a month depending on the exchange rate because Patreon only does dollars unfortunately um, but what you will get is you'll be put into a WhatsApp group which is basically going to be our board members and you get to decide where the podcast goes so you'll get access to guests before they come in so you can ask your own questions via us you can uh, drive topics that we go out into leads and ask you can drive topics for mics turned on and generally just have a say where it well. goes yeah and we've got a private um, Facebook group for accountability and gratitude. So it's just a, it's free for anyone to join, uh, just to keep yourself accountable, keep yourself grateful, and uh, just be around other people that are trying to do the same things. Amazing. Well, I will put all those links in the show notes so that everyone can go and follow you guys and listen. Thank you so much, guys. No, thank you, and have a good weekend. Yeah, yeah thanks a lot. I've really enjoyed it actually being yeah. on the other side of the mic for a change. We're always asking the questions and it was nice to, yeah. to be on the other end. Yeah, thanks a lot. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.